0: Hi Air family. Ever manly. George Michael and company there. That's where i am I? Morning, Dave. We're at 841 here. 19 now before 9. And it's time to check in and see how Wall Street's treating your money this morning. I'm looking at the early indications and saying I have no particular reason for why this is happening, but evidently we feel good about banking again all of a sudden. Let's check in and see if Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services can explain that any better than I can. <laughs> Philip, good morning. How are you?
1: Hey, I'm doing well today, Dave. I wish I had an explanation, uh, but I don't. Um, all yeah. only thing I can think is that uh, people are feeling better, thinking they got beat up uh, more than they should have, and so they're thinking they hit a low and they are trying to bounce them back up.
0: It's got to be something like that. I mentioned when we were on the phone before going on the air that of my top five winners on the early morning upward movement, they're all financials. And I'm sitting here looking at it and saying, okay, what's wrong with that picture? Because they actually did a shotgun wedding, but uh, Silicon Valley bank got sold over the weekend. And boy, did that North Carolina bank get a deal, didn't they?
1: They really did, man. First uh, citizens bank share corporation, um, bought $72 billion worth of Silicon Valley Bank's assets. Get this, Dave, for $16.5 billion. I mean, that's a pretty good sale price.
0: I'd call that a flashing blue light special if I've ever seen it. And given the fact that all of their depositors were insured and made whole, uh, it sounds like a pretty safe investment for that North Carolina bank too, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, it really does. I mean, I'm thinking, geez, I, I, you know, that's... Uh, that's a going out of business sale for sure.
0: Yeah, I was. I, I I'd take a bargain like that and and my, on my family budget level any day of the week. But and and that's enough to be able to give people faith in the banking. And when you think about it, it, probably is because the government's been bending over backwards to say our banking system is secure and well capitalized and all of that. And then the unspoken side of it is, and when it isn't, we'll make sure it is. Right?
1: Exactly. That seems to be the case anyway. That. Uh, you know they're backstopping everything, and um, like a lot of economists and folks on the the talking heads, not so sure that's a good idea.
0: And if you don't trust the Fed, you don't need to worry about a doggone thing because Congress is going to get into the act. They're all all the regulators are getting hauled in front of the House Financial Services Committee. Worse yet, it's not even the Senate. It's the House Financial Services Committee where you've got a whole bunch of guys on the Democratic and the Republican side generally looking to try to get some free TV time. I mean, it's not limited to any one party, but they're going to have the chairman of the board of the FDIC, they're going to have the vice chair for supervision of the Federal Reserve, and the undersecretary for domestic finance all getting hauled in front of Congress today to let Congress fix the banking system. Now, if you weren't secure before that bit of news, Philip, boy, you ought to go out and buy about a hundred million dollars worth of bank shares right
1: i'm telling you man i i just don't uh congress gets involved <laughs> i mean you know i'm just tongue-tied my,
0: my diction is so good or my tongue is in my cheek i mean i was really feeling pretty good about things until i found out congress was going to fix the banking system and to my mind that probably is a ticket if you can get things screwed up just give it to congress they'll figure out a way to mess it up won't they
1: Oh, that's uh, definitely the case definitely and we the case. finished,
0: and we finished out last week with the usual twists and turns. We had uh, Jerome Powell saying that don't worry about it. All depositors savings are going to be safe, followed up by the next day with Janet yelling saying, "No, they aren't, and then going to the whip uh, going to the woodshed and saying, "Oh, yeah, well, maybe they will be I mean. I I I I still I I keep standing on the notion our local banks are conservative our local banks are safe uh the regional publicly traded banks with a record of being adventurous I mean I'm not 100% sure that we're done with the uh, with the mess at the moment on the uh, big publicly traded banks and I'm kind of looking at this and saying you know why are we buying them up like chicklets all of a sudden this morning
1: Well I and mean, I think here's uh probably part of the things we have to look at is Commercial real estate. I saw a little headline. I didn't get a chance to dig down into it. But uh, one of the big banks uh, that follow different uh, industries came out and said that, you know, commercial real estate, they expect a huge delinquency in rents uh, coming up here over the next short term. So that could be the next issue that we have is if we have a lot of commercial real estate that's uh, got mortgages on it that could be the next shoe that kind of puts banks in a little bit of a tight spot.
0: I was going to say that was kind of like number four on my list of stuff to talk about today. One of my columnists was saying that's going to be the next big crash, commercial real estate. I mean, they threw up the warning about uh, auto loans a while ago. That's still kind of a bubble to worry about, but uh, uh, the next one up probably is going to be commercial real estate that we need to keep an eye on. Once again, uh held disproportionately by uh by the big banks and big trusts of uh you know bundled real estate loans on the commercial front and uh, that's the next thing that they're going to have to worry about
1: well it is and i'm just looking at next or this week's um kind of what we can expect economically to come out we've yeah. got some real estate stuff coming out the the s&p case shiller home price index comes out um actually tomorrow at nine we'll be after us but uh uh, consumer confidence comes out uh, tomorrow well late morning uh, we've got uh, pending home sales or yeah come out some uh, Wednesday Thursday obviously is jobs but we also get the second revision uh for the GDP um for uh for the for the last year I guess so so that's going to be interesting to see where that comes in at as well
0: That, I suspect, will probably be the market mover of the week as far as government data dump is concerned, because the last week of the month tends toward being rather quiet. We're not going to get unemployment numbers for the month of March until the end of next week because of the way the month falls. Uh, So we're going to be kind of sitting on our hands and trading on combination of gossip and what little government data that we actually get.
1: Well, yeah, but I got to tell you, Friday, Friday could be a big day, Dave. Um, We get personal income spending for February. Uh, We we get the core PCE for February. Mm. And, uh, yeah, so uh, we get some numbers uh, for February coming out uh, Friday morning.
0: No, that's interesting. The PCE is kind of interesting because that's the number that Jerry Powell has said. That he watches more carefully than the gross domestic product or the consumer price index. He watches personal consumption expenditures, and if that goes up markedly, then it's going to give us an indication that the Fed's getting the message that inflation is not only not under control but needs to be whacked a little harder with another two by four. And all that uh, all that uh, moderating language that we heard last week suddenly will go right out the window.
1: Uh, that's right. So so we'll uh, Friday could be a big day. Could be a big Absolutely. market mover.
0: Absolutely. Uh, through it all, while we're looking at inflation and consumer concerns and banking issues on the big regionals and whatnot, consumer spending continues to go. I got a report here out of City, uh, the big uh, credit card people and bank, that aggregate retail spending in March is only down slightly. Compared to February, interest rate-sensitive sectors like home improvement, home furnishings continue to see the uh, largest decline. But by and large, we're still burning plastic almost as much as we have been. We, we certainly haven't seen capitulation on the uh, consumer spending level yet. So there might be, well, some inflationary news in the PCE, but when we get retail sales and information like that, I suspect it means the consumers are still going to be supporting the economy, even though all of the indicators don't necessarily look like they should be.
1: Well, that's true. And as long as they got uh, credit and as long as they can make the minimum payment, uh, you're right. That that plastic is going to just keep working overtime.
0: Absolutely. It's a consumer-driven economy, so I'm not 100% sure that's a bad thing. Although, eventually, we hit a wall, and that's when we get problems. Resetting the table for the morning, on Friday, we had a surprisingly up day. The Dow was up by four-tenths of a percent, up 132 points. Standard and Poor's was up by almost over a half a percent, up twenty two points, and the Nasdaq considered it rec- continued its recovery too, up thirty six and a half points, which was good news after kind of a brutal week. Forty five minutes before we open, what are we looking at today, Philip?
1: Well, right now we've got the the indexes all heading up this morning, Dave. Uh, pretty significant. Uh, we've got the Dow Jones thirty up seven tenths. We've got the S and P five hundred up. Uh, between six and seven tenths, and then we've got the Nasdaq 100 up about three tenths. The big winner right now is the Russell 2000, up over two percent this morning uh, before we get trading. So that's a big hmm. move for small cap. Really, we, yeah. On the other side, Dave, we've got uh, the, the 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 metals are kind of retreating. Uh, silver down one percent, back down almost to just at twenty three at twenty three oh eight an ounce. Gold down below 2000, down one and three quarters percent this morning to $1,967 an ounce, which means crude oil is heading up this morning 2.1 percent to $70.73 a barrel.
0: I could almost live with that because that indicates expectations of uh, the economy not going as flat as they were afraid of last week when we were getting down dangerously close to 65 overseas markets europe is up this morning pretty big time as a matter of fact over a percent in england germany and france the asian rim market closed fractionally down this morning at 6 a.m after a couple of days of not having to watch us all that carefully trying to keep a tab on where your financial plans are for retirement is something that sometimes takes an expert pair of eyes because you never know where the risk factors really are in your portfolio how do i find you to get that look philip
1: Evan, give us a call at 863-382-0037. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning, on Highlands News Talk 730
0: and 95.3 FM. And back here again on Light FM tomorrow morning about the same time. See what went on today if we can keep that green ink going. Have a good day, Philip. I will catch you in the morning.
1: All right. Sounds good.
0: Thank you. 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler.
1: Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope that you had a great weekend. Uh, Welcome to this last week of March and uh, stay tuned tomorrow. We'll have more news and more updates then. Until then, have a great day.